Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to it, Fizz. Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Yes, for first aid to fast relief from acid indigestion, headache, and the misery of a cold, always rely on Alka-Seltzer. And now, Alka-Seltzer presents, transcribed, the Quiz Kids, with the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Yes, Alka-Seltzer invites you to enjoy another question session with America's famous quiz kids. We're going to consider all phases of entertainment this afternoon. And from the entertainment field, we have as our special guest, Studs Terkel of radio and television fame. Well, all right, quiz kids, let's get busy. First, roll call. Patrick? I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old and a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. Lonnie? I'm Lonnie Lonnie. I'm 15 years old, and I'm a sophomore at Main Township High School in Park Ridge, Illinois. Sally Ann? I'm Sally Ann Wilhelm. I'm 12 years old. I'm in the seventh grade at Central Junior High School in Elkhart, Indiana. Frankie? I'm Frankie Vanderpluk. I'm six years old, and I'm at 1B in the Mount Vernon School, Chicago, Illinois. And a brand-new quiz kid, Susan. I'm Susan Weiner. I'm eight years old. I'm in the fourth grade at Hibbert School, Chicago. All right, kids, now the first question on our program dealing with entertainment of various kinds uh, delves into baseball. It's from Mrs. Irene D. Williams of, Williams of Taunton, Massachusetts. On what baseball team would you find a player with the same last name as Moses' father-in-law? Or, in other words, his name is the same as the father of Moses' wife, Zipporah. Now, I'm sure that ought to clarify everything. Pat? Well, uh, Moses' uh, wife, of course, was Zipporah, and uh, Zipporah's father was uh, Rule, or Jethro. And, of course, that's Sam Jethro of the Boston Braves. That's a boy! That's fine, Patty. Nice going. Now, your next question is from Mrs. F. Spinka of Chicago. She asks, can you think uh, of any ballet steps or positions a ballerina uses that a man ballet dancer does not use? How about that one? This is a tough one. Sally Ann? Well, I, I don't think I've ever seen a male ballet dancer do berets. Or well, what, what do you, what step is that, by the way? Well, we're, uh, you're on your toes and you take real tiny steps in oh. a fifth position. Oh, uh, those cute little, yeah, yeah, I see, all right. And, uh... By the way, tell me, Sally Well, I never saw a man do adagio oh. with a... With a woman, it's always the other way around. Oh, uh -huh, very good. Well, tell me, why doesn't a man ballet dancer ever do any of the, those steps? Uh, why? Well, I suppose because he has higher elevation, he can show a skill in uh, own things that take, uh, oh, like high jumps and things like that. Oh, I see. Uh-huh, well, that sounds logical. All right, Sally Ann, thank you. Now, this next question, kids, 
in our entertainment show was suggested by Madeline Henderson of St. Louis, Missouri. You will hear uh, recordings of three famous present-day singers, and you are to identify two out of the three. And to play the record for us, we have the proprietor of Studs Place on television who will go back to his first love of spinning records as a disc jockey. The one and only Studs Terkel. Come on in, Studs. Thanks a lot, Joe. We're looking forward to this meeting with the kids here. Well, say, fine. Yeah, Good for you. Yeah. Now, you just take over and uh, introduce your record, Stud. Okay, now, kids, uh, the first record you're about to hear is the voice of a very famous singer. This is a roughie. Uh, this doll is a contralto. See, some people call her a mezzo. She's a remarkable range. An eminent maestro, Toscanini by name, said this babe has the best pair of pipes of the century. See if you can guess her voice. Here she is now. Three hands raised. Well, let's do this in order of priority. Reverse. H12, Sally Ann. Well, uh, this is just a guess, but uh, I think the best singer in this century would be Lily Pond. Well, that's a good try, but the range is a little off. Pat? I think that sounds like Reese Stevens to me. That's a closer try. She's a mezzo, Lonnie. I'm pretty sure it's Marion Anderson. You're right. It's Marion Anderson. <laughs> well, it takes three strikes, so you made it. You got the first. That's great. Okay, here's the second. Now, this guy you're about to dig... He's a tenor of considerable heft. Wagnerian specializes in Wagner, but uh, best remembered for that wonderful opus, Two Sisters from Boston. Now you'll hear his voice. A name among the stars I see A certain world democracy We got two hands raised here. Wow! Get an inferiority complex. Pat. Uh, I think that'll be Lawrence Melchior. Right on the button. Lawrence Melchior. Okay, number three, the finale. Now, this dame is going to be a toughie to get. What, uh, Pat, how am I doing? Uh, just, uh, oh, me, oh, you're talking oh, to me. Oh, wait a minute. I'm getting confused now. I was referring to our tutor as Pat. Pat over there. <laughs> Joe, how I... I think you're doing all right, Stud. As a matter of fact, uh, I think you're doing too well now. Cut it out. I wish I could do as well as the uh, ladies and gentlemen sitting opposite me here. <laughs> wow. Here it is now. This dame is a coloratura. She is uh, dainty, she is petite, and she's hitched to a band leader. Okay, here she is. Three hands again here. Three hands are raised again. Sally Ann? I'm pretty sure that that's Lily Pond. Hey, you got it that time. Lily Pond. <laughs> All I can say is I'm amazed. Oh, well, uh, yes, sir. That was fine. Thank you very much, Studs. But now don't go away, fellow, because I want you to help me uh, again a little bit later on. Now, uh, kids, this next question is from Mrs. Ruth Ferguson of Seattle, Washington, and it's in the form of an assignment. You are to suppose we are attending a banquet and the speaker has not appeared, and each of you will be called on to make a 30-second speech on any subject until the guest speaker arrives. Now, you'll have a minute to organize your thoughts. Meantime, we'll hear... Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Take Alka-Seltzer the next time a headache makes you miserable, cranky, and cross. When you see how soon you feel better, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you... 
because it gives such fast relief, and it's always dependable. Alka-Seltzer is easy to take, pleasant tasting, really refreshing. Here's all you do. Just dissolve one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets in a glass of water, then drink the sparkling effervescent solution. See how fast Alka-Seltzer can relieve your headache, how dependable it always is in bringing you this relief. And here's why. Alka-Seltzer's pain-relieving agent, sodium acetyl salicylate, is already dissolved when you take it and therefore ready to go right to work with Alka-Seltzer's effervescent fizz helping to speed the relief. Remember, when you first try Alka-Seltzer, you must be pleased or your money back. And we know Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from the pain of a headache. It's always dependable. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. And now then to continue with our program based on entertainment, kids. You remember I said we're at a banquet. The speaker of the evening has failed to show up. And each of you kids will be given 30 seconds to pinch hit for him. Uh, Mr. Patrick Conlon, uh, may I call on you at this time to say a few words? Well, you certainly may, Mr. Kelly. I'm, my little speech is on uh, television versus education. Right. We've heard a lot nowadays about how uh, children's schoolwork has been impaired because they're watching television till all hours of the night and they don't seem to find time to do their homework. Well, uh, there's been a lot of gripes about this, but I've... Uh, always found that I've found time to do my homework and still enjoy television. And, of course, uh, there are lots of educational programs on television, especially the quiz kids. I mean, oh, I <laughs> a nice finish there, Patrick, my boy. Very fine. Now, Sally Ann, how about you? 30 seconds. Well, I think I'll talk, since I take dancing, I think I'll talk about dancing. Well, uh, there are about five uh, really good ballet companies. They come most of them are foreign, and they come from from uh, England, especially the Sadler Wells Ballet. And most of them are not American. Uh, they usually have long Russian names, and uh, they are very, very good. Most of them, and uh, I like the I like the Sadler Wells Ballet the best. Oh, I'm sorry, Sally Ann. Your 30 seconds is up. Now, uh, let's see who's next. Lonnie, how about you taking over the speaker's stand? Well, okay, I'm not going to speak on any topic in general. I'll just pretend that I'm addressing the, a particular group. Oh, fine, fine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what a pleasure it is to stand here and look over your smiling faces and think that just five years ago that this organization had about 700 members less than the present date. And in our banquet that year, I remember that we had what could must definitely be considered second-rate talent. And tonight we have a speaker who will surpass your fondest expectations. Ah, it's wonderful to think how far this club has risen since oh, that day. Oh, very fine, Lonnie. You know, you almost made me forget to eat my ice cream here. And Susan, how about you, honey? Well, I think I'd like to talk about school. I like school very much, and I think I should try to help my teacher because she always tries to help me in my work and everything. And uh, she doesn't like to holler at us, but she only does when we're bad. Oh, she does. Oh, I'm not supposed to say anything. Go ahead. You're making this And, um, oh, I like to do my work very much, especially spelling. We do our oh, work. And your time is up, Susan. All right, and Frankie, how about you, my boy? would like to talk about the quiz kids. All right, fine. That's a wonderful topic. 
The Quiz Kids is the finest show I've ever been, been on. <laughs> well, go ahead, Frankie. Because they have a lot of audience, and um, <laughs> it's on television and radio both with, with very little shows on. Radio and television, both. Well, continue now. You have more time yet. And, um, I like you audience very much, especially on the radio, because we have more audience. <laughs> All right, time's up. And by the way, kids, uh, uh, the speaker finally arrived. Yeah, he's here now. Thanks so much for helping out. <clears throat> now then, uh, the next question from our Alka-Seltzer question box is from Marjorie Wilson of Atlanta, Georgia, and she points out that, uh, well, uh, lots of people enjoy reading Shakespeare for entertainment, and in turn, many of the characters in Shakespeare had their own hobbies for entertainment. Now, tell me this, what character in a Shakespearean play enjoyed doing magic tricks? Susan? Well, I think it would be Prospero from The Tempest. The Tempest? That's right. Very, very good, Susan. Now, who in Shakespeare liked to do a little amateur acting for entertainment? Who in Shakespeare liked to do a little amateur acting for an entertainment? Patrick? Well, that might be Hamlet. He had a uh, well, 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 you've got on. something there. I, I'm thinking about a different uh, play. Sally Ann? Well, uh, maybe this is just a guess, but in uh, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo uh, was making mushy love scenes to Juliet, <laughs> and, that, and that might uh, be called acting. Well, it's <laughs> that. <laughs> But, uh, that, Pat... <laughs> well, uh, this is kind of far-fetched, but there were lots of characters in Shakespeare's play, lots of girls who disguised themselves as boys, and, of course, that was acting. I suppose the most well-known of these would be Jessica and the Merchant of Venice. Well, uh, kids, uh, you, uh, you were warm, but, uh, you, uh, didn't exactly give me the answer that I have on my card here. Uh, I was thinking of the players in the uh, play within the play in Midsummer Night's Dream. You remember Bottom and Quince and Flute and Snug and, and Starveling and all of them? Well, uh, that, uh, that was a miss, and that means the Alka-Seltzer Award for Marjorie Wilson of Atlanta, Georgia, is uh, one of those dandy Zenith television sets or the uh, large combination uh, phonograph uh, by the way, I'd like to say a word here about the Alka-Seltzer Awards given away every Sunday. The questions used on our program are sent in by you listeners when a question is answered correctly. The Alka-Seltzer Award is a fine Zenith transoceanic portable radio that gives, a world, uh, gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. And it's really a dandy set, too, one you'll be proud to own. Now, when the quiz kids miss a question, just like they did on the second part of this last one, the Alka-Seltzer Award is a Zenith television set or a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. And say, the television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and it has everything. A new Super Range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance. It has a sensational built-in uh, picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now, if you would like to try for one of these fine Zeniths, send in a question for our radio program. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Well, let's see. On this next question, it's from uh, Mary Kay Johnson of Los Angeles, California. How have these fields of entertainment changed over the years? 
First, how does a modern symphony orchestra compare to the orchestra of the early 18th century? Frankie? Mr. Caldwell, one of the changes was that the orchestras got bigger and there were more people and more instruments added to the orchestra. Uh-huh. And the celeste was added to the symphony orchestra. That's correct. And I think the harp was added to the symphony orchestra and the bass clarinet. Well, that's just fine and dandy, Frankie. Yes, sir. Lonnie had his hand up. I'm going to call on him, too. What were you going to say, Lonnie? Well, also, in modern, several modern pieces written for the symphony orchestra, a saxophone is used, and, of course, that wasn't used in the early days. Oh, that's quite and, true. And uh, uh, also, uh, it's possible for a symphony orchestra now to play some works that, although they had been written early in the 18th century, would never be played because they demanded such a large orchestra, a piece like, say, Berlioz Symphony Fantastique, for instance. That's right, Lonnie. That's, uh, that's correct. Now, uh, tell me this. How, how has the game of football changed since its early days? Pat? Well, since in the early days of football, there was no such thing as a forward pass. Yeah. And the players did not wear helmets, and they were very uh, badly protected from bruises. Very good. And uh, there were practically no penalties at all. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a much rougher game than it is today, and, of course, the quality of player has improved because of the bigger gates, and it's a lot more interesting now. That's right. Sally Ann, what were you going to say, well, honey? I think uh, long ago they used to kick, more, kick the ball more, and, and uh, now they, oh, they have... Oh, under and over passes. And that's right. That, that's very true, Sally. That's very, very true. Well, uh, let's see what our next question uh, is. Uh, E.L. Moreland of Chicago must be a hockey fan because he says that every time he goes to the hockey game, there's pipe organ music playing in the arena before game time. Now, if the organist played these songs to welcome the hockey team coming on the ice, which National League team would be playing that night? Try and get two out of three on this, kids. All right, Howard, first song, please. Lonnie? Well, I don't know. The, the song is the William Tell Overture. That's by Rossini. right. But can you tell me what, uh, Pat? Well, uh, that's used oh, as a theme song for the Lone Ranger. So? They're the New York Rangers. That's a boy. That's right, Patrick. Uh-huh. Now, listen to the next one. Pat? Well, that's, I think I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. Trees. Or trees. Trees. Actually, is the name of it. Trees, so? Well, it might be the maple leaf. The, the Toronto, Toronto maple, maple leaf. leaf. That's right. And here's the last one. Lonnie? That's Indian Love Call, so that'd be the Chicago Blackhawks. That's a boy. That's right. The Chicago Blackhawks. Now then, uh, try this one, uh, kids. Uh, let's see. Oh, Say, now here's something to remember. Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. When you eat too much, when something you've eaten doesn't agree with you, and as a result you feel upset, uncomfortable with acid indigestion, take Alka-Seltzer. Yes, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from this common ailment. You can always rely on Alka-Seltzer. That's a mighty good thing to know, friends, and a mighty good thing to do when acid indigestion causes distress. Just drop one or two tablets of Alka-Seltzer into a glass of water. Instantly, that glass will begin filling up with thousands of tiny sparkling bubbles. Now, Alka-Seltzer is ready to drink. 
you'll find that it's pleasant and refreshing, that it leaves a fresh, clean taste in your mouth, and how fast it acts to reduce excess gastric acidity, the cause of your distress. Why, you're feeling better almost before you know it. Yes, Alka-Seltzer will be first with you because it gives such fast relief from the distress of acid indigestion. Always rely on Alka-Seltzer. Ask your druggist for Alka-Seltzer. First. Fast. And always. Well, kids, Mrs. Harriet Brown of Kansas City said in this question, and Stud Turkle, here's where we need your help, son. Hey, Joe. Now, I'd on. like to ask you to give us a short sketch of an opera in your own vernacular, uh, Turkelese. <laughs> so, you quiz kids are to identify Stud's opera story, told as only Stud's Turkle can tell it. Well, let's assume, kids, we're sitting in the Diamond Horseshoe of the Met. I'd be sitting in the second gallery. Well, here we go. Okay, here's the first opera. Our heroine is a babe who sings coloratura, like Lily the Poons. Now, she has a father who sings baritone. He's also a comic, a jester like Jerry Lester. His boss is a duke. Well, look at these hands. I'll finish the opera. <laughs> <laughs> he sings tenor. In addition, has a fickle eye. As a result of the duke's didos, the father of the coloratura gets all burned up. He hires a couple of sack artists to do the job on his employer. But the denouement is quite rough on the baritone. And O'Henry Snapper, kids. Or it's not the Duke, but the daughter who gets the treatment. They got on the first sentence. I see three hands. Okay, Sally Ann, ladies first. That would be Rigoletto. On the button. You know who wrote Rigoletto? What? You know who wrote Rigoletto? Um, Verity. Right. Joe Green, they called him in English. <laughs> well, here's the second opera. This is a little rougher. This one's about a stock company. Hungry actors knocking about the country in the days before equity. Things are rough all over, especially with the star, a tenor, who was a victim of the green-eyed monster. Now, his wife, who plays the female lead with this outfit, falls for a village bumpkin, aims to run off with him. But the star, thanks to the second banana in the company, discovers the perfidy, so he knocks off his wife and the bumpkin, and he heartbrokenly, he's got a gulp in his throat, and he's singing, the comedy has ended. Three hands again. Lonnie. That's Pagliacci. On the ball, eat Pagliacci. Fat. That was written by Leon Cavello. On the ball. Wow, I'm getting a inferiority complex here. Okay, here's the third opera. There was a soprano who had a dream. She dreamed of a knight coming to defend her. Not on a horse, but on a boat drawn by a swan. Everybody laughed. Ha-ha, the babe is pixelated. But she had the last laugh. For a hero doth appear just as in her dream, and he's her champion. And when he bumps off the villain, he goes away just as he comes on that boat, yodeling, coming for to carry me home. Oh, whoa. Pat, Sally Ann, Lonnie, let's see who, who we... Uh, all right, Sally Ann. That would be Lauren Gray. Right. Composer? Lonnie? Roger. Well, I, I lose. They're batting a thousand. I give up. You're wonderful, kid. <laughs> Thanks, so are you, Stud. Thanks a million. That really had that old Turkelese touch. Come up and see us again sometime. Now, kids, try this one from Irene Secula of Covington, Kentucky. If the following girls of long ago were present-day entertainment en entertainers, what might you suggest they could sing for an appropriate theme song? For instance, take uh, Marie Antoinette. All right, Pat? Well, uh, her head could sing, uh, I Ain't Got Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> that's very good. And uh, how about uh, Eve? What might her theme song be? Uh, Sally Ann? 
Well, uh, she was one of those that ate the apple, so uh, you're the apple of my eye. Well, that's very good. That certainly is very, very good. Now, here's a question from Mrs. Raymond Garko of Roseville, Michigan. If you were walking through the zoo, what animal might you see that you could call the Pinocchio of the animal kingdom? Sally Ann? Well, that would be the anteater because he has such a long nose. That's right. That's the idea. What animal might you compare to Alice in Wonderland after she ate the cake marked Eat Me? Lonnie? Well, when she ate the cake marked Eat Me, she kept growing bigger and bigger. Well, now, wait, well, no, wait a minute. She kept growing smaller and smaller. Oh, now, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. We've got to... Sally Ann had her hand up. Well, uh, I think she... What happened up. when she ate the cake? She grew bigger. Well, uh, yes, but uh, what, what part of her body, uh, Sally well, Ann? Her neck, and, her that, ne and, and that would so be the giraffe. The giraffe, that's the idea. <laughs> All right, kids. Now then, uh, we have another guest we want you to meet, but first, here's an important message. Don't take chances that your food furnishes all the vitamins you need. Take care of yourself. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamins every day. Then you can be sure that lack of vitamins won't rob you of your normal pep and energy, make you feel and look dull and below par. Don't take chances with unknown or little-known vitamins. One-a-day brand multiple vitamins are low in cost, yet you can't buy finer vitamins, no matter what you pay for them. Insist on the genuine one-a-day brand multiple vitamins with the big one on the blue package. And now let's get acquainted with the sparkling personality who's standing before our microphone now. She is a teacher in Ray Public School here in Chicago, and year before last, she was nominated for the title of Best Teacher of the Year. Here she is, Miss Hilda Fontaine. Yes, Mr. Kelly, I was nominated, and I didn't win a thing. But it was a thrill just to be nominated. I know I'm not the best teacher in the country, but when I received that certificate telling me that I had been nominated, that meant at least one boy thought I was. When you teach year after year, and you do, and you wonder just how much good you are doing, and you do, it's a thrill to know that you've made that much of an impression on even one of your youngsters. Well, Miss Fontaine, who was the student who nominated you? It was Carl Alving. And you know, it was three years after he had been in my first grade that he wrote his best teacher letter nominating me. That was what made me so happy, to think that he remembered me all that time and thought that I could qualify for such an honor and took his playtime to write that letter. Carl had the certificate he received for his letter framed. And when he presented it to me, I think it was one of the happiest moments I've ever had. Well, I can certainly imagine. Thank you very much, Miss Fontaine. You know, we know from their letters that thousands of teachers uh, feel just as you do. Regardless of whether or not they win, it's gratifying for them to know that they are appreciated by their students. As all you students and teachers know, we are again searching for the best teacher of the year, and that certificate Miss Fontaine was telling us about is something to keep in mind. Every student who enters our best teacher contest will receive a handsome certificate suitable for framing to present to the teacher he has nominated. And besides that, there are other wonderful prizes, 552 altogether. Yes, boys and girls, the writers of the best letters will each receive a $1,000 United States savings bond. 
The next 50 best letters win $10 in cash each. The next 500 letters, an attractive Quiz Kids pin and honor certificate. Remember, any elementary or high school student may enter our contest. All you do is write a letter of any length on the subject, The Teacher Who Has Helped Me Most, and send it to Best Teacher Contest, Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. And please remember this, boys and girls, don't ask anyone to help you. You do it all by yourself. And say, just think how proud you'll be if your favorite teacher walks off with top honors. The best teacher of the year will receive $2,000 in cash. And the teacher selected as the most promising teacher will receive $2,000 to be used for graduate study. The decision of our judges will be final. All entries become the property of our sponsor, Miles Laboratories. And in case of ties, duplicate prizes will be awarded. Now, here's something else. Our contest closes February 11th, and letters must be postmarked before midnight of that date. Now, I'd like to have the attention of all parents. Please remind your children that the subject they write on is the teacher who has helped me most. And send letters to Best Teacher Contest, Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now then, let's take a look at next week's lineup. Let's see, here in class next Sunday, we're going to have Marlene Richman, Harvey Deitch, Joel Copperman, Patrick Conlon, and last but not least, Penny Bergstrom. Oh, say, by the way, you quiz kids were right on your toes this afternoon with the answers, and you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. And now, until next Sunday, friends, it's time to say goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye Mr. Listen to Quiz Kids transcribed coast-to-coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Franklin Ferguson speaking. Hear Mr. and Mrs. Blandings, starring the Cary Grant, beginning today on NBC.